welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here. Stu's kind of... Uh, doesn't like the intro. Already. You changed it. I was thrown by the hay. Yeah. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to mix it up hey guys. Every, every so often. Uh, welcome to this week's uh, podcast after our respite last week. Welcoming you back into the bosom of Fancast HQ. <laughs> uh, on the podcast we've got Andy Gillard. Hello Wolverhampton. <laughs> it's all changed today. Other areas are available. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stu Hall. Hello, Wensfield. <laughs> and uh, Adam Price. Hey, Bradmore. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the bottle, Bellwind's been in the supermarket this week. I did, didn't I, yeah? Did you, and the hair. And, and none of you can see the hand movement as well. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was included <laughs> as well. Um, on the podcast this week, we're going to uh, look back at the game against Burton. Uh, do Twitter Corner. Um, and that's really it. Firstly, I think on the last podcast we did a couple of weeks ago, you would have heard Rich talk about merch. You can now buy Fancast merch. It's the thing that everybody has always wanted. Uh, if you go to wallsfancast.com, top left, right-hand corner, there'll be a button that says shop. Click on there. And some fantastic designs by the brilliant hands of Paul Maskew has put some T-shirts together for us, um, including a hashtag Team Keems T-shirt, which all of our profits of that sale goes directly to Cure Leukemia. Um, the snazzy shirts, aren't they? I'm not just not to brag about great. our own merch collection, but agreed, they're good. Also, some nice cushions too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was hugging it all last night. <laughs> it's actually because when it arrived, it, so I've, I thought it was the SNES Mini that arrived because I had one of them not things. Snazzy cushions. No, because I, I had four the, the things. Then we sorry we've missed you. I thought, oh no, a trip to Patrick Gregory Road to go and pick it up. <laughs> Other roads are available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that nothing of it. And then, like, literally two hours later, the guy turned up with that. And I thought, well, what was that? I thought, nothing, I, I thought well, someone must have just dropped it by mistake. And then I thought after, that's my cushion. <laughs> so I went down. And it was the actual, because I had the, the cushion cover and the cushion itself. Uh, mm, right. Pro- it was only two pen more. Yep. And um, it was actually, it was like vacuum sealed, the cushion was. So it was flat. Fancast quality. Right? So when, when you cut into it, all the air quality. seeped out and it expanded. What we're saying is there, is there is no expense spared. Mm-hmm. No, These exactly. High, high quality products. Yeah. So if you fancy wearing Fancast for some reason, uh, go to wallsfancast.com, click on shop, and you can uh, peruse at your leisure. 24 <laughs> hours a day, we are an open shop. <laughs> yeah. So buy that merchandise. I thought I was doing Dale Winton pun there. <laughs> talking about shops again. Yeah. By the merch. Let's talk. Beep. Let's talk about actual. <laughs> let's do uh, actual news and talk about uh, Connor Cody and Matt Doherty. Uh, a bit bits of news from the last podcast. Both have signed new deals, four-year deals. Um, let's talk about Connor Cody first. Apart from his little blip against Sheffield United, which we won't talk about. What a revelation he's been for Nuno Espirito Santo. Perhaps his best time at the club so far. He's a. He's a, who would have thought in the heady days of May, <laughs> when we everyone signed off in despair, mm. that we were coming back to the Connor Cody, captain leader legend yeah. <laughs> at the back, marshal in a back three, to stuff of dreams. I think he was one of the players that we thought maybe if he went, wouldn't be too. No one would have cared. And mm. yeah, he's he's looking replaceable at the moment. Especially yeah, no. how most people just thought he's now our right back last yeah. year as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. makeshift right back as well. Yeah, yeah. And now this is his third position at the club, and he's not he's not looked at a place no. for one for one minute, has he? As a centre half. Am I right in thinking that when he was at Liverpool, he was originally a centre back, and he kind of I seemed to move so. forward? I might have made that up in my head, but no, I think that's right. But yeah, um, he said that he hadn't played centre half since his Liverpool days, so 
It's this is not like random Atletico Madrid facts that Rich came out with that were just wrong. Well, even I thought he played Atletico Madrid. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Player signs from another team. You must think he must have played that team. <laughs> but yeah, he's been he's been great, isn't he? Old, old Cody, probably one that stands out so far, apart from the older uh, Portuguese stable. Yeah, if we're taking like improved players yeah. from last year, like, let's put the new guards. New guard, yeah, new guard to one side for me. That's probably not the same, but yeah. new nose, new guard. That's the one, yeah. I mean, Bit yeah, I mean, he's because with Doherty, we'll probably touch on him in a minute, but he's he was also he was always at a certain level. I mean, he was our player of the year, wasn't he, for, for a couple of years ago? Mm. Yeah, but Cody, um, I think, I mean, when he first signed, he started off well, well, I thought he did, and then it kind of tailed off, and then. Then we thought oh, he was in and out in the team, and then to get him in the team, he was it could become our right back, and already mm. well there. And then when when he saw him in preseason, the preseason games when he was at centre half, I thought, oh, okay, this is this is interesting. This is another position. Let's see <laughs> see see how he goes on. But then he's just just like, like a duck to water, yeah. and he hasn't looked out of place. He's obviously got the mouth for being a centre half as well, because in a good way, he never shuts up, does he? Mm. He's t- he's m- he's much more of a talker than, than what Danny Bart is. You well, always hear yeah. him shouting. Yeah. Well, one of those um, question tanker videos that Wolves did, they had one with Douglas and Zyro, and they, they I think they were asked who would make the best manager out of the players, and they said Cody straight away because of the mouth on him. Well, I, I know we're not supposed to talk about the dark days of last Wednesday, but that was the big difference. Well, I've, n- I've never said it was off the table. I just, <laughs> it was the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it was when he went off, the reason why we were so bad was because there was no organisation at all because mm. it was left to Danny Bath at, and at the time Martial in the back four which we all know he can't play in and Cody was a massive miss mm. because just not so much of his positional play and his, which is excellent anyway because Sais did drop back but there was no organisation in any of the team whatsoever and it showed in the second apart from that little thing in the second half when we came out the rest of the game he was missed massively it's odd that, like, maybe, like Adam touched on six months ago, if you said, oh, Conor Cody would be your, your best player in six months, you're like, ha, you, have another, you have another point, son. Have another one. <laughs> but, yeah, it's remarkable. Well, I remember stuff. when he, we first signed him that first season, a lot of people were comparing him to Carl Henry, that he didn't really have anything special about mm. him. He, he was a, a typical jacket in player, and, wasn't he, yeah. in a sense? And he was a bit of a liability. But other than the red card last week, he's, he hasn't put a foot wrong no. this season. Lovely stuff. Let's talk about the other player, Matt Doherty. Another four-year deal. He was already two years into his current deal. How many years was that deal? I would have thought three, I'm going to guess. Well, Mikey said in the interview that he, he, he pretty much renewed his deal every two years. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a cycle. You can give him four and he'll renew it in two anyway. But, you know, f- from my calculations, he's the last of the players that Mick McCarthy bought, actually bought in. Because people like Hakimi was there at the Academy anyway, and Bart. He's the last kind of McCarthyite. He's been there consistently for every single manager. And, you know, even like Cody under Nuno, he seems to be flourishing. He seems to be getting better and better all the time. You know, even Saunders played in broad <laughs> You know, but again, this is a player who is only 25, which scares me. Just scares me that they're all so young. He's but only twenty. In Cody's he's only, only twenty-four. 20. It's like, what's Dowd going on? twenty-five. Yes. Is this, is this an actual fact? Well, I read it on the website today. Oh, <laughs> I'm amazed source. by that. Well, he's but been he, here forever. We, yeah, we, signed, we signed him when he was only like seventeen, eighteen, I'm guessing. And I read somewhere that if he runs out his deal, he would have spent a decade at Wolves, <laughs> which is hard to imagine. But again, on Doherty, consistently good. As always. What do you think when when he made his debut? And it, was it Liverpool? Liverpool away. Yeah. Yeah. Randomly. 
and he was you looked at them where where we found this one from mm. but even then you could see there was something about him and every year there's always been something about him this year apart like um said apart from the year when he won player of the year this is his best season as well mm. so far i mean he's it might be because he's got more license to go forward. I don't know something. I think we've learned that haven't we in recent years that he seems to be far better going forward on both sides. Yeah, mm. yeah. And he did win that player of the season when he was left back, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So like he won player of the season out of position. Yeah, <laughs> with no left foot. And they was playing where that's how easy it be. was <laughs> to win the award now. And I suppose oh. this season he's also playing a new position too many because he's not naturally a wing back. Is he? He's a full back. Mm. But he's taking to it like a duck to water. He's been incredible. Another revelation. But it's not. In some ways, it's nice to be talking so well about. I'm going to say the British players because all we're talking about at the moment is how fantastic the Portuguese players are, which they are, of course. But it's nice to have that kind of. Let's actually go back to who was originally in the squad and how much they've they've come on under Nuno as well. Well, it's what he said when he came in. He said, "I want to improve players," and we all thought, "Nah, you got no chance, mate. Not with these on." <laughs> <laughs> but actually, even Danny Bath. Amazingly, mm-hmm. apart from again, Dark Wednesday. But funny with Wednesday game, there was like a couple of stories that went online about how people were like saying, "Oh, Danny Bart, he's got to get out of the team now." It's been one game. It was one <laughs> game, and that wasn't even his fault. Yeah, it, it was just a ba- it was a bad night all round. But apart from his distribution, which is never going to be great, I think he, he looks a different player as well. Mm-hmm. So compared to what we had last season, and it's it's the new no magic. You know. It's got to be a modified version of that song. He knows. He knows best. I was thinking today, actually, uh, well, the last couple of days, talking about the Portuguese players. If, if the Portuguese players were a stable, what would their name be? What, be, <laughs> what, would, what would a 90s stable name for the Portuguese players be? The MWO? The Mendes World Order? Something like that? <laughs> Answers on the postcode. Oh, oh, let, let's think about it whilst we record. But a Portuguese stable... Portuguese influence jumper on today. Yeah, I have. It's my cardigan. It's, it's almost. I am the king of cardigans. It's like something you'd see on the wall in Nando's. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's where I was inspired to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, well done on to Cody and Doty for their new deals. Let's go straight into Burton, everybody. And Wolves went into the international break with a comfortable and very sexy four 0 away win to Burton Albion. Uh, the goals from Jota, Sace, Vinegre, and Bonatini gave Wolves quite a comfortable victory. Stu, you were the fancast advocate there on the day. But we've all seen the highlights and the goals, so we can all have a chip in to what happened. But in general, before we go through the goals, it looked like very comfortable, but also it could have been more. If Nigel Clough keeps them up, he deserves manager of the year. Mm. Because as great as we were, they were not that good at all. Because I think I read earlier, were they missing two of their key defenders anyway? Yeah. Um, and when you a team like Burton Albion, you can't have anyone missing mm. if you're going to perform. Um, but we all did think after after Black Wednesday that the because of the playing seventy five minutes with ten men situation that we're going to be a bit knackered and mm. they're going to come at us and it's all going to go terribly and, wrong. And they had lost four nil ironically to Villa midweek, so yeah. you kind of thought they're going to be trying to regroup a bit and prove something. Yeah, which normally happens against us. Like yeah. when we, Birmingham got thrashed eight nil and then mm. they come in and get a nil draw. Mm. So we, I was going into that game thinking, well, let's just get the job done and have the break but we were absolutely magnificent mm. from start to finish it was it was a complete class above it was it was boys to men it was we <laughs> was... so good if boys to men did perform at half time <laughs> yeah. that would be better than Tito Jackson yeah. 
Um, Next celebrity spot. Get one. Get one to it. Another one. Another one we need to get. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the goals then. Versus Jota's goal. Lovely little goal. Classic. Yeah. Classic Jota goal. Could have come out of nothing as well, didn't it? Because um, just I think the ball just fell to Cavallero in the middle of the pitch, didn't it? And he just poked it mm. through, didn't he? Yeah. And he was away. And that, obviously Stu was the away day correspondent, so he probably know better than us. But just looking at the highlights, I just thought he's not going to miss. Like, yeah. He, he, he just, just think, it's, he's not going to miss. It's effortless for him. He, was, he gets, he just gets it. He just strokes it in. It's not like he's, he's got too much time to think about it. Because, in, in respect to Bonatini, if that had been the other way round, he could have gone anywhere. Because <laughs> he, he's more on instinct. Like when his actual goal came, it was on instinct rather mm. than having time to think. Josh just, 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 just well, like we said every week, it just gets better and better. Mm. And he's the, probably one of the best players we've seen in a bullshit. But he's, he never looks like he's going to miss now. It's, he's got that confidence about him, and he's, he's got a kind of swagger as well. Yeah, is it the way he holds himself? No, it's not arrogance. It's just I'm better than you all. I feel a bit bad for Costa because it's almost like those like films where the cool kid in the class goes away just for one day, comes back, and there's a new <laughs> new cool kid in class, and everyone loves that person. Do you reckon he's told Yotte was last season they were chanting about me? Yeah, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I was here before you. <laughs> in a way, for me, it's. It's kind of like a blessing though because there's no pressure on Costa. He can get back to being what he is in his own time. Yeah. Because everyone else around him is equally or better than him now. Rather than last season, he was the obvious Sunday player of everyone. Um, but it takes the pressure off Costa as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you can't double up on one or other of them because mm. then you'll clear the path for the other one. If you double up on Costa, well, then Yotta's going to have a field day on the other side and vice versa. Oh, what a time to be so alive. It's just, I just say it's very erosive. Yeah. This <laughs> you saw it last season at Burton as well that that's exactly what they did. Costa yeah. didn't have a, a particularly great day and no one else sort of stepped up to the mark. Mm. Whereas now we've got half a dozen players who can quite easily step up Ooh, it's, a, it's a lovely thigh rubber isn't it it's uh, thigh, it is definitely a thigh rubber uh, let's talk about the next goal then which we'll say which is one of those ones where you're like yeah I'll claim that I'll have that I'll have that tap in well, we we've d- done lucky for Neves because it would have been a lovely free kick goal Unt- until yesterday even though, like, I watched, looked at the uh, the goals on my phone as well after I still had no idea how it went in I'm still not sure how you can claim that I'm, it, not sh- I'm not quite sure he, it looked like he dropped it hmm. I thought well he just dropped it through his own legs but he's, he's almost dropped it onto Sace's foot, and it's just it's just gone in. But he's oh, it's bad, bad, bad error. Yeah. But again, we never get that kind of look. No, exactly. These yeah. kind of things are, it normally rebounds off someone's someone's knee and goes wide, or hits the post, or something like that. It's about time we've had a bit of luck go our way, and it was it was no more than we deserved because we were. Every week I've come on and said oh, someone's going to get thrashed soon. And 4-0 is not a thrashing. We've said that for like two years, haven't we, really? We've said one day, well, one actually, day. someone's <laughs> going to get it. And now it's happened, it feels a bit deflating. Oh, oh right, okay. Well, I think maybe because it's Burton, because they are absolutely terrible. But I think yeah. it'll, ha- it'll happen again to someone better than Burton. Yeah. Because I d- that's, what, that's what I think, because it, it was Burton, and because Villa, even Villa scored four against them, even though they're on a decent run now. But it just seemed routine. Mm. That's all we, we're accustomed to now. It's four 0 It's fine. Let's talk about the one, the goal that everyone was talking about, which is uh, Vinegar's uh, debut goal for Wolves. The whole build up to it, the whole Vinegar just doing the Ronaldo <laughs> celebration, everything about it was was great. And there was no moaning when the ball came back into our own half from near enough the, the corner flag at the opposite corner either. Mm. Which, from Wolves fans, you'd expect some kind of moan, but now because this is the football we play now, mm. and we kept the ball. And never looked in danger of losing it, and it was pa- it was patient build up, which we've been crying out for for years to actually do it properly. 
And again, they couldn't hold. They couldn't handle him. Like Southampton couldn't handle him. When he's going forward, he is very Gareth Bale-like. However silly it sounds, at eighteen years old. We're saying it now. He's the new Gareth Bale. Well, that, that's what the Southampton fan said to me on the way when he was walking to the coach. Mm. Said he reminds, he reminded them of what Bale was for them at left back. It was funny watching the goal though, because even in front of goal, he still looked like a bit like Bambi. It didn't seem that as confident of a shot. Moving it from his sense. left to his right and back onto his left, I thought he just, yeah. just completely lost his head. Yeah. But he then he, he, it was so cool the way he just slotted <laughs> it into the left, the bottom corner, like oh, whatever. I don't, think, I don't think his legs have grown yet. No, he's, he's not grown into his own skin. That clip's been going around Twitter for for days, but everyone seems to miss the Cavalero tumble where he puts it off, he runs, and he just seems to tangle legs with yeah. the Virgin guy, and they just fall over each other. Well, he goes into Cavalero, and I think. He's already got a man on him, and two more go yeah. to him following the ball. So that's why Vinegar's just got he's, he got like half of the Pirelli Stadium just to run into but because they've all gone to Cavalero, yeah. and then yeah, he just get a bit spanned. <laughs> What's <laughs> astonishing about that goal is there are at least six Burton players behind Vinegar. Then apart from the one that's trying to get the ball off Vinegar, they all seem to just give up. Yeah, it's totally yeah. bizarre. But they they didn't know what to do because he'd been he'd been torturing them because of it, how Bambi like he is. Yeah. How how do you mark that? What do you do? You put a leg out, he goes over, free kick. And with the firepower that we've got from free kicks, are you going to give that away? Or it's it's a nightmare for him. And that's our left wing back that they're worrying about. <laughs> when you got Actually, to be fair, Cavalero had a great game. In the three assists, was it? I think, if you count the, the third as well. Yeah. The, he got in the year two in the week, didn't he? Got in the AFL two in the week. And the Cav. He'll, that's, be, he'll be printing that off on his, on his colour printer. Frame we got on his wall, <laughs> team of the week. That's playing through the middle, but we don't play like that, do we? And that's what we were saying weeks ago, that when them three play together, there is going to be no striker. They just go where they want and do what they want. And But he was excellent at doing that. And to most people, that was like the dream front three, yeah. wasn't it? That's the, that's like when we were saying, like, we don't need a striker, we can just play with these three up front, yeah. and no one, no one will know where to look. But, I mean, the stat about Bonatini is that no... He's the, the the top player in the division that's been involved in the most most goals. Mm. So he's got four goals, four assists, and no other players had his hand had hand in the most goals. So brilliant. We've got those front three who are just absolutely mental and going crazy. And then we've got the guy who's involved in the most goals on the bench. It's who just, who went it's on just to an embarrassment to riches, isn't it? Yeah. The, the Do you think the reason why people are still a bit unsure about Bonatin, despite the stats, is because he isn't an out and out striker? I think there's an element of that. I think. Yeah. Well, all summer, we, well, I say all summer, we've been crying out for an out-and-out striker for how many transfer windows now? Mm. And we still haven't got one. But we've got, he's had a hand in eight goals, and we've had six goals from Jota. So mm-hmm. Jota's really your one-in-two striker. It's just that Bonatini is the one who plays through the middle mostly. Mm. I think it's more old thinking than anything else. That if you're playing, Bonatini's someone you'd be like Sheringham to Shearer, Chris Sutton to Shearer, that kind of... The foil. Yeah, the foil. The foil to the, foil to the main man. But whereas we haven't really got a main man. Mm-hmm. So Bonatini's there doing all the hard work when there's no one traditional-wise, number nine, next to him. So he's doing all the hard work. Again, no kind of... But he is, but he's getting it off, off Jota, so it's mm-hmm. weird. Cause it's, I think it's just because it's so new to everyone, that's why it's... But I think he's, he's superb. I think he's absolutely brilliant, Bonatini. And the role he plays... It's a different role to Cavalero. I mean, that's what happened when he came on. He went straight up there. Formation didn't really change, but we were less fluid, and they still couldn't handle us. Mm. 
It's like unlocking all the cheats in a game. You've got all the power, but you just don't know what to do with it. It's so exciting. <laughs> and um, we're all on big head mode now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until we lose another game, and then we're, we're back to reality, yeah. aren't we? Uh, Bonatini got the, got the fourth, the whole again, lovely build-up round the wing, Cavallero through to, who was in the middle? Doherty. And then Bonatini with it, crushing it into the, the His new contract, list. fresh in his mind, he didn't yeah. shoot, he laid it off <laughs> to Bonatini. I, I thought, because quite easily, he could have shot himself, couldn't mm. he? Yeah. Doherty, he was right in the goal, was right in front of him, there's probably was one man, right, just to his left, he could have had to go himself. Yeah. But the presence of mind, just to swear it off to Bonatini, and that was his eighth goal he was involved <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to mention a burn because you kind of mentioned at the start about how bad they were a bit troubling for them two 4-0 defeats at home in a row and you just think well, last season they did it which is an incredible achievement I mean Kitely kept them up last year yeah and where is Kitely now I think he's Southend I think he went to Oof. I think he was yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. One. definitely yeah yeah, he's from there, eh? Yes. He hasn't yeah, followed he the well-trodden X-Wolves path of going to Billericay Town. At least usually Warsaw then Billericay. Or is that next season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still early days, but you do think that's that, that's all too, you know, to lose so much back-to-back at home. Well, I think they've, they're the one club who've conceded four goals four times, three or four <laughs> times already this season. Yeah, because they got spanked at Forest, I think, as well, yeah. right? Oh dear! So they've had a few games this season where they've shipped in a you know more than their fair share. And they, you know they lost to Man United away, which they put out a strong team anyway. Man United mm. was it five nil, five one, five one. I think they got the goal, didn't so they? So you expect that, but we're in times for the Brewers. It is what he. It is what Clough said after that. I, I, I think it was five. I'm probably wrong, but after if I, I think it was five after that game where he said, "We know what we are. We're in the now pretense that we're going to get hammered sometimes." Um, so we just. We play our games and we get what we can. And I think mean, it was the same on Saturday. They had no chance of beating us, but I think it was just how comfortable it was for us that that's going to be the worry for them. Mm-hmm. But you did see that actually they didn't look the worst footballing team. No, seen. no. They're, 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 they're not Bolton. They're quite nice. I mean, yeah, Bolton. It. Oh, so they're the worst. The <laughs> <in it. laughs> I still can't believe they've only got two points. I mean, it's unbelievable. Until they play Wolves, yeah, that is. November. And is Mark well, Davis still there? Well, they have, they have strength on their midf- defensive midfield, haven't they? By signing Wensfield's own, <laughs> Carl Henry. <Yep. laughs> so, um, There'll be so many sideballs. So yes, many. wait until they come to Molyneux for the yeah. usual. Yeah, the, usual. the script, the normal script will come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so here's three points for you. We haven't played. You'll have the three points, <laughs> sir. Do you not know how this works? <laughs> um, who's your uh, working man to man of the match then? Probably so many to pick from, Stu. Who you are dotting your cap to? Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves. Cause yeah. Yeah, uh, Who's not been mentioned in any any right at all. Because if he hadn't had a good game, one of the talking points I was going to put on this game was could you drop the £15 million man? Because he's been off his game, but he, from what I read, and obviously what you're saying, he's a great game for all. I, w- I would have dropped him for that game because at Sheffield he was pathetic. I mean, he's, he's tired. The guy's, the guy's in a different country. He, he played, what, 10, 11 games that season? He's already done that now in two months he's had a new baby in a different country and he's 20 years old so mm. he needs a rest he said, well, I don't like they're all too young they're all too young <laughs> and sick of these sick of these 20 year old footballers <laughs> coming over here <laughs> coming over here being awesome yeah. <laughs> no it, it, it was what it looked like he needed a rest and he needed to take it out the firing line a bit but it's the old do you leave him in to play his way into form again and against Burton it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, it's the perfect time to do it. And they're trying a bit of bit of dark arts on him. They work. 
He was he, no no kicking him a bit. He just he just brushed it off. He was just effortless. Effort- We've hit the international break for perhaps someone like Nevis at the right time. But is he in the under twenty one squad for Portugal yeah, as well? So almost there. unfortunately, oh, more games. Yeah, in a way, he'll get more sleep. Yeah. They have only got the one game, I think. So they don't uh, off for two okay. weeks. They're only playing the, although it's it, it is they do play it on the week leading up to the Villa match. So I think it's a week. I think it's on the Tuesday before the Villa game. I so they've got a week play. and a half off and then a game, effectively. Yeah. So it seems a bit strange, oddly timed. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it be like than playing on the Friday, like this coming Friday night or at the weekend. Then you can have just a week leading up to the Villa game, but it's to the way around. The other question I was going to point out from the Burton, but just generally the squad, is do we think that we have got the depth in squad? You've got a fantastic starting eleven, but once someone picks up a knuckle, you need to change it around a bit. Have we still got that depth now? Is it still as good as what we can produce on the pitch? Yeah, I think it is now. And with Bennett... <laughs> Bennett, Bennett made one of the teams of the week. Bennett's yeah, I, I yeah, thought he played quite well in what I saw. I was like he was impressed with him. It was like he's been in his special injury cupboard where no one talks to him and he's been, no one knows he exists. It's it looked like he's been playing all season. He just strolled into the team and he was great. And that was the main diff because of what happened before. And you think, well, Bowley's out, Cody's out. He says he's got to drop back like he does for Morocco. But it, well, it didn't matter. Mm. And we do, it's it's an odd new policy now. I don't know if it is a policy, but Wolves don't seem to say the length of time that a player is out for officially. They just like you, you just wait until you're told. Well, I didn't even see him when you said he was injured until they said that he's back for selection. You think? Well, I didn't realise he, he was never away from selection. Did that mean though, in a sense, he was so far behind the pecking order that he was back for selection? I've no I idea. Know. But you are right. We don't seem to get a lot of information out. Robbie Keane is back for selection. Could <laughs> <laughs> be something like that. George and Dar are still doubtful. Yeah. <laughs> you got House as well, who's wherever he is in his, in his studio recording his new albums. Apparently, but, it does say now on his Wikipedia, Courtney Hawes, footballer, stroke rapper. Oh. <laughs> I haven't saw this person to confirm, but apparently that's what it says. That's a bit rumor. <laughs> rumor says that. That's a bit um, upsetting. As long as he doesn't know gigs in Amsterdam, that's the main thing. Yes. And get a taxi back. Now it's the only problem. I could see easy if anything happened to Doherty. Who who would go there at right wing back? Possibly Marshall at a push. Yeah, maybe. and he's but he's Fosu, not. Fosu, Fosu, I won't because we'll never yeah. see him. No, <laughs> he's got his own injury cupboard. Yeah, he's, he's like moths when you touch, <laughs> when you touch him, they just evaporate into dust. He, he doesn't exist. Um, and old Prince, old Prince of our hearts. He, <laughs> I saw that there was a video on his old Instagram of him training alone. <laughs> but you just think, what? You might as well put him with the first team. You, unless that's what happened, you might as well train him with the first team. What's the point keeping him on his own now? <laughs> He's obviously so unfancied that he just doesn't want to see his face. <laughs> just like, get away yeah, from to me. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, some of those with, like, Gladden and Silvio, the ones yeah. that he just didn't race. Just bombed them he just, he literally put them on like, the other, other end of the training ground. And just, just to make sure they know stay in the corner over there. Keep but, you know, if there's, if, there's, if there's two or three of them, you think, OK, they're all training together, and they're just thinking, right, just get through this, get to the next transfer window. But Got to get through this. He's on his own. <laughs> Give the man a break. <laughs> I get what you mean, yeah. There's no, re- it's not going to harm anyone, no, because you're not going to play him fine, but at least get him get involved, yeah. Because yeah. you never know, you well, never we've got know. Four centre midfielders, haven't we? So it only takes one of those to pick up a knock that 
you probably need someone else to come in just to make sure. I'm sure someone with a more of a football brain is going to come in and go, well, he's got to be on his own because of this and mentality and morale. So, no, just let him play, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all in all then, with, with Burton, gentlemen, lovely Saturday afternoon to see a clean cut, cut, cut away win uh, and to go into national break second. <laughs> Only a point off top, yeah. Yeah. I presume. I think it's great that we get to go into the international break putting the wrongs of Sheffield United right because it would have been annoying had we been the other way around and we'd have gone into the international break off the back of that game and we'd have to stew on that for two weeks. Mm. Stew. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, because and there everyone's just so much happier that, okay, it's Burton, but we've smashed someone 4-0. Back to second, everything's looking rosy again. Mm-hmm. And then we can't wait to, for Villa's coming up because we want to do the same to them. Yeah, and it, it it did. It was one of them fears as well because if, if we had d- not got anything at Burton, you're going into the international break on the back of two games without a win mm. against one of the worst teams in the league as well, and then three days before with your players all knackered out. So <laughs> I still can't. But well, I can because we're going to win the league anyway. Like I've said every week, mm. but it's just amazing. Well, we go into well, after the international break because we've got uh, obviously we're not here next week because of the old ruddy international break. Uh, but look at some of the games we've got coming up in October slash November for the next break, oddly, which I presume it's because it's a World Cup year, so they're trying to shoe horn in the friendlies. So I'm no, guessing yeah, no, normal is it normal November? Is it a normal break, one? Is it? Yeah, I, think oh, one, I don't November, know I anymore. Yeah. I don't know anymore. I can't keep up. Can't it probably is a meaningless friendly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, Aston Villa at home. Um, and then Preston at home, 6th and 7th. And then you've got QPR away, Norwich away, who are starting to come up the table. Then Fulham at home on the Friday night, which is the telly. Villa's the interesting one because only a few weeks ago it was get Bruce out. Four wins later, up to 7th. Could be an interesting tie. Are Villa the same? We, we, we discount Villa a lot. Should we discount them as much going into this game? They, I've got My, my mate Boothy is a Bolton fan and he went and... He said that they were they were having a party because they couldn't believe how bad Villa were, and they they managed to scrape it in the last minute. Um, and he said, looking at them, it's amazing they're as high up in the table as they are. Even though they've clicked and they've got some results on the board, they're not as good as people think they are. It's yeah. just because it's Villa and it's John Terry, mm. they're not as good as they think they are. I think it's a case of the results have improved, but the performances. Yeah, pretty that's much what you've been hearing on phone-ins and stuff. Fans still aren't hundred percent happy. The matches might be going their way, results-wise, but it doesn't sound like a, a place of joy at the minute. <laughs> and then Preston as well, sixth, who are doing well as well. Do you think that Wolves need to have a a big victory against one of these teams to perhaps wag some tongues a bit in the media? Because you beat Burton away four 0 With all the respect to Burton, it seemed quite straightforward, but. If you beat someone like a Villa or a Preston, how are they doing at the minute? 3-0, for example. You're making a bit more of a statement there about what, what this team is trying to achieve this season. We could do without having the big results at home as well because we need to like make home dominance like pay. Mm. I mean, cause we've, we've not really scored that many goals at home, really. No. Have, I don't think. It's all been by the odd goal, hasn't it? Yeah. Quite perfunctory, I think. And Preston, they're Ooh. Mm, take, throwing with us. <laughs> but um, Preston, Preston, Get my quite, dictionary out. What's going on? I'll, I'll look that up later on. <laughs> but Preston, they're really quite miserly. Like I think they've only let in some like six, seven goals. At their eleven odd, odd games so far. So Alex Neal's doing really quite well. So that'll be a, a strong test for our 
all-star oh, I forget it's Alex Neil. I keep thinking it's Simon Grace for some reason yeah, no, he's, 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 he's got a much worse job he's got a much worse job so odd so odd for Sunderland that, that's a double dip right there isn't it that's I mean, a classic I, I, obviously I hate, hate the phrase but they could do a Wolves yeah uh, God, God, God is... I wish it wasn't that phrase though <laughs> but they're, they're doing it in style because we were never this shit before Christmas <laughs> we were not that this bad until Saunders came in with his clown yeah, car this is true actually wasn't it this time of that season, it was the October one where all of a sudden things just went tits up. And it was from this yeah. point on, because I think we were third in the league under Solbach, and That's then we had the October break, and it just Yeah, yeah then we, we had, had our, we our had bad a, November results. We had a run yeah. of, like, what, six games where we won five out of six, and got to the, we lost to Palace, I think, 2-1, when Zaha was probably on the scene, and that was the moment you thought, hang on a second, it's not going right yeah. here. Questions were raised at that point. That's the thing, what Sue just said then. The real, the real test for us to get tongues wagging is how we traverse November. Yes. Because, let's face it, for the last two years, it's been a horror show, hasn't it? Mm. So, if we can get more than... What's the, what, what, what points have we got for last November? About one point <laughs> <laughs> last November. If we get more than three points <laughs> in November... <laughs> it's a bonus one. games in November anyway. I'm just going to check so you see what we've Wasn't got. it under jacket we never won in November? Yeah, in and four I, years. I don't think we won last year in November, did we? And then January seems to be a better month for us, isn't it? Is it well, Christmas? There's one of the months after November which is always fantastic, maybe because the results are so even, much better. Was it even under McCarthy that when we won the league then? It was yeah, that time of year. Was, yeah. It was always the. That was when the wheels looked like maybe we ain't going to win the league. Yeah, and then we just. But we stayed top for the whole period. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. So we've only got, let's say, four games in November. And one of them three Fulham, of them are at home. Fulham at home, I presume. So yeah, Fulham at home, then international break, boo. Yeah. yeah. Then Reading away. Okay, yeah. The return of John Dad. Well, not the return, but John Daddy and, and uh, Dave. Then uh, Leeds at home. Oh, no, that's a fire on the Wednesday, Wednesday, another Wednesday night game, <coughs> and then um, <laughs> Bolton at home. But Le- I laugh because <laughs> I know what's the banana skin. <laughs> I know we're looking far into the future, but Leeds at home, oh, that could be the one. Couldn't it really massive, isn't it? That's the uh, the the, ten, the twelve million pointer right there. Then again, all the Wolves have won the league, you know, <laughs> with twelve million points. I don't really care if no one talks about. I know the. Um, McIntosh did say on the Totally Football Show today about wolves are flying and they're going to get better and better, which is nice of them for a change. Did they oh, actually call us wolves and yeah. take the piss like they normally No, no, he was actually quite complimentary today. Not any Mendes related puns. Mendes Hampton, was it? Yeah, Hampton, that was just on the standard uh, Totally Show, though, not the Totally Football League Show. Um, but I really couldn't care less. I mean, it was, as long as we win, I think Preston, because Preston actually play football, um, Villa's going to be the, the kickathon. Where they deliberately got to target ah uh, well they could target one of them and then there's two more or three more left, um, but you know exactly what you're going to get from a Steve Bruce team, um, and you know people like Yacht will give it back as well. Yeah, forget it. He's already shown, hasn't he, that he's not afraid to get up and give it back to someone. But I think with with how fluid their strike force is against OAPs like Terry and Glenn Whelan, <laughs> yeah. we're going to pull them all over. Well, he's in, Glenn Whelan's come out today and said, "Yeah, Wolves are doing well, but we." We're doing it. it we're doing okay. Yeah, it was some, it was some ridiculous quote like we're, we're only going to get better and all this stuff. Uh, okay, okay, Glenn. Which would be fine if he wasn't like thirty six. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looked like they dragged him out of a weather spoons. <laughs> Looking at the picture that Villa put up on the Twitter. It's yeah, a Steve it's... Bruce team. They probably have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> have you read any of Steve Bruce's books? 
I really want to read. Steve Bruce has got books. He's got three novels. Three, three yeah. novels. <laughs> novels. Yeah, they are. <laughs> what? They are. New York bestsellers. Does he, does he write, does he write oh, under no, a does he write, does he write under a pseudonym name? No, no. So you don't know who he is. One's called Striker. One's called Sweeper. <laughs> right. And it's a murder mystery. Oh, these are genuine. These, yeah, these they are, are genuine. Really revelation. This is <laughs> right. Okay, I need to buy these books <laughs> on Amazon. I think they've only yeah. got the one of them, and it's you can only buy it second hand, and it's like eighty quid. <laughs> Since when did Steve Bruce write a novel? This is I great. Think it was when he was at Huddersfield. So I think the team he manages play in blue and white, and there's a, ma- a character who is very much like himself. And it's all, so it's all based in the football world, yeah. but it's a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. Steve's, I think, is trying to get a synopsis, hopefully, of one well, of these. Steve Barnes. Yeah. That's yeah that's it. It. Oh, so we just have a synopsis. Um, no, no, that's the character. Oh, Steve Barnes. Oh, I know a yeah. Steve Barnes. Stri- striker, sweeper, and defender. By Steve Bruce. Was it in the Richard and Judy book club at one point? <laughs> Defender is now one offer <laughs> for the grand old price of four hundred and twenty nine uh, ninety nine. Is this on eBay? We look. This is on Amazon. So it's private sellers on Amazon. Yeah. This, this Sell, is what, sellers probably Steve Bruce. Probably. Yeah. This is what the, this is what the ramble have done. <laughs> so hang on, he's. The Steve Barnes in there though, that's the person selling it or the person actually in the No, book. that's it's defender that's the brackets. Yeah. It's like the, you know the goal films. Yeah. Where the, oh so yeah, Barnes they're doing that, the they're doing that. Like like Roy the Rovers. Man, I am oh, this is gonna be hard to top that this week. Steve, Steve Bruce writes novels. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's fantastic. And unfortunately, we're going to have to go on to Twitter Corner, because I want to talk more about a Steve Bruce novel. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll finish the podcast, because it's a, a short one this week, um, on uh, Twitter Corner. Your chance to send us your questions, walls and non walls related, and we will answer them fair for you this week, gentlemen, to sink your teeth into. We'll start with DJ Sheriff. Um, which is the best Disney movie? They'll ha- well, he'll happily accept Pixar movies as part of that genre of Disney movies. So Disney-wise, gentlemen, what is your favourite motion picture? Oh, hang on a minute. Is he can? What about things like the Love Bug? Is he counting them? I'm presuming we're it's counting anything that's been distributed and released via the company known as Disney. I I'm quite a traditionalist with animation, so I'd probably go for Lion King mm-hmm. rather than the newfangled 3D stuff. Yeah, <laughs> newfangled. I, don't, I don't get that. And they are doing a, a new um, live-action Lion King. I don't know how that will work. Like Jungle Book, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. yeah. They seem to be doing that at the minute where they're just doing all their old films. Yeah. We need more money, action. let's make a live-action version. Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was brilliant, though. Yeah. It was actually genuinely good. So is that your choice? No, no, no. no. I'm going Lovebug. If we if we can count things like that, I'm going Lovebug all day. Lovebug the car. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie, okay. Or Moana. I haven't seen Moana. Good things again. It's on the list because it's got the rock in, but yeah. 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 I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah, it's, very, it's actually very interesting. <laughs> so we've got um, Lion King, Moana. I'm glad that they've... Incorporated Pixar into this because I was yeah. going to say Toy Story. See, Toy Story is mine as well. Yeah, the first or the second? Oh, because I think the second is the best of the two. Did, for I me. think Toy Story Two is one of those rare films where the sequel could be better than the first. Like Terminator Two, so. for example, is like the the pinnacle that, kind of that sequel. Is the pinnacle of sequels, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll go with Toy Story. 2. Not Mighty Ducks Two. Oh no, hang on a sec. <laughs> that's, yeah, another so that's another one. That's another one. That's another one. I'm going to go for the first Toy Story on that one. Great film. Great film. Um, Adam Smith, who should be captain? Uh, Bart, Cody, or other? Cody. Cody all day long. Yeah. He's a, nat- he's a natural leader. Danny Bath was put in that position because he was a, a local lad and no other reason other than he's a local lad and he was a defender. He's not a leader on the pitch. So I think Cody. Uh, Parsons would say keep it as it is purely because you don't know. 
sort of upset the apple cart mm. because Cody will be a leader whether he's got the armband or not. So I think Cody probably is the better choice, but I'd probably keep it on Voss yeah, yeah. as it is. What are you going for, Adam? Or are you going to go for the other wall card? Yotta. Yotta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lead from the front. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. Still just going to look again. I've been sitting for years. Oh, that's all right. Anyway. So we're going for <laughs> Yotta. <laughs> The uh, the role of a captain in the football team is largely symbolic. Is this a line from Steve Bruce's novel? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounds like it could be to be yeah. fair. But um, yeah, I mean, Cody probably is the natural leader, so um, sensible choice, yeah. Cody. It's but my choice, Yotta. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt162, uh, take up the option to buy Jota in January or buy a, a proven out-and-out striker. You can't have both. Which one in January? By out and out striker, by Jota. Jota. It, it, it depends. If if it was the only option, then. If it was the only option. Oh, no. um, and we could only. To keep Jota, it was sign him in January, then obviously you'd sign him in January. But if that deal is for any time and the duration of the loan, then. I don't know because we don't. At the minute, we're working well as we are. So I, I, this clamour for a striker, I really wouldn't be that bothered. So Jota, I think we. Uh, I can sense a theme here. <laughs> I would probably go for a proven striker. Oh, oh my god! The reason being that Jota is going to be to the end of the season, regardless. So if you can only have one or the other, why limit your options? It depends who the proven striker is that's as well. Yeah. If it's someone it's like an unknown commodity, isn't it? That's the thing. Well, it's Ricky Lambert. Yeah. Retired, fine. Carlton Cole. That did terrify me when I saw him linked with Palace. I thought, no, he's one of the worst players I've ever seen down there. Awful. He was only young though. He was still shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Phil on Twitter, or the Sagi, as his name is. Would you rather have fingers as long as your legs, or legs as long as your fingers? One of those classic ones. (laughs) So fingers, fingers as long as your legs. Or legs as long as your fingers. Legs as long as your fingers, because then you could do that thing in that X Files episode where there's the the Indian guy on the trolley in the airport, <laughs> and you could crawl inside people's stomachs. What? <laughs> yeah, this is a thing. I it's mean, in around about that, that yeah. sold it for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in about series seven. It was before um, before they then two left, oh. and Doggett came in. Doggett, good old Doggett. Doggett and Reyes. Yeah, it's a great episode. Know. It I was actually the episode with the weatherman who his feelings changed the weather. Yeah, yeah, I, remember, I always remember that episode. What a, what a strange episode of X Files. <laughs> <that was. laughs> the the Indian man <laughs> episode was actually where because we, we we don't have a name for Corey at the time and we 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 still I mean it was month, four months out and we were just watching it catching up on X Files because Annabelle had never seen it and we got to series seven I think it was and it come up executive producer Corey Kaplan thought there we are Corey done. And I it, thought you were going to say it was the name of the... The Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> so are we all going for fingers as long as your legs? I think that would be really impractical. Legs is... No, going for legs still the same length? As I guess so. Yeah, I guess fingers so. Fingers and leg legs. But then if, you, if your legs are as long as your fingers, then you wouldn't get anywhere, would you? Surely. You could look crawl. Skateboard? You'd, You'd scuttle, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would scuttle. Oh, scuttle. <laughs> it sounds disgusting, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a grim word, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Macton says, um, who would you use to build a Wolves super player, i.e. the left foot or right foot of someone heading the football brain, um, the hair, stuff like that. I guess you get to piece, be, piece by piece the best quality of Wolves players. I'd have the heading as Ludo Polly, yeah. definitely, because... Well, he was entertainment, wasn't he? Yeah. So how, do you, closed. how do you Frankenstein that beast together? Who do you use? The barrel chest of Sylvan Ebanks Blake. <laughs> the headband of Eric Young. <laughs> 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 uh, are we have to go, are we go in detail. There's like left arm, right arm, because that's, <laughs> that's largely irrelevant, isn't it? Maybe you can do feet and legs. Like the <laughs> one arm, Matt Murray, one arm, Mike Stell. <laughs> yeah. uh, left leg of. I think I'll actually go left leg of Mark Kennedy because it's got a playoff final goal in it yeah <laughs> um, right leg I don't know what we're thinking we've just been showing the character mm. of, uh, back to the, the X-Files scuttling X-Files character we will not have his right leg yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so basically it's an amalgamation of so it's Polly, Eric Blake, Young but probably the wrong part <laughs> Blake, Eric Young Kennedy, Kennedy and Matt Murray and Mike Stell's arms. No, we, need a, we need a right leg. We need a right boot. Leg. Steve, Steve Ball. Ball. Steve Ball, yeah. obvious. Oh, that will be obvious. The hair of... Who? Who's got the hair? James Henry. The hair of John DeWolf. John DeWolf, <gasps> yes. Mm. Congratulations, yeah, world. We've, just, we've, just, we've created a beautiful <laughs> If anyone monster. could Photoshop that scenario <laughs> into the fan cast, then fine. Uh, Craig Moore, what is your best joke? What's your best joke? You've been on here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got a joke they can throw out? I don't, I don't know. I, don't. <coughs> I only know one, I and know. It, it contains a, quite a bad word, so probably not. Can you replace the word with? No, because it doesn't uh, work. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a joke the other day that was something like one of those memes about interviews where they said, Oh, I can perform well under pressure. And they said, Can you give an example? <laughs> I loved it. I did have a little titter to myself when I saw it. I thought, oh, that's my menage. Um, Adam. Uh, not you, Adam. Hello. Another Adam <laughs> uh, um, says, "Who out of the fancast crew would be the best in a zombie apocalypse?" So not just all full gentlemen, everyone else within the realm of Wolves fancast. Who's who's the best in a, in a zombie apocalypse? Well, it wouldn't be Alex, would it? No, it, it's never. He's going to. I don't be know though. I think. Oh, well, he could have just eat the trees, couldn't he? So he'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> he'd live off the land. <laughs> Who, who's doing well in a zombie I apocalypse? Think Ben, because he gets so drunk, he would act like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, well, like he's short of the dead, he'd go, mm, he'd just become one of them. Wouldn't even yeah. know. It wouldn't be me, because I'm just knackered. Yeah, I'd be bottom, I'll be eating straight away. Yeah. So who else is surviving this spot of zombie apocalypse? I think I'd pull a hamstring. And <laughs> be well, Dan, because he's a, he's a bit strange, and he, he's got the eyes of a killer. <laughs> I, I don't think he... he He'd take anyone, take anyone seriously. He'd just be, he'd just be out for himself. I think Luke would do all right, wouldn't he? I'd just be, he just would take no. Then, then two back to back, <laughs> take on the world. So we're saying Luke and Dan and Ben, they'd do it. Yeah, but Ben would last only so long. I think. <laughs> and then I the think charade would only last so long. <laughs> and I out. Until the rum's gone, yeah, yeah. he'd be, be rumbled. He'll be rumbled definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is well this is open for everyone but maybe more stew will finally answer, uh, open open close with Andrew Willis furthest distance travel to see an abject performance uh, I've got my nail down with this yeah. one uh, went to Plymouth on a Tuesday night and lost 2-1 that was a laugh um, it's probably, probably somewhere like that it's the many trips to Middlesbrough to uh, my every single time 
So Middlesbrough on a Thursday, Friday, Tuesday, whenever it is, it, it's always Middlesbrough. Whatever day of the week with Middlesbrough. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. that's mine. I remember yeah. taking the the official coach to travel up to Middlesbrough. We had to stop for a police escort for some reason into Middlesbrough outside. We got there early, so uh, they wouldn't, and the police wouldn't let us go into town centre for some reason. So I just hang around the Riverside until they let us in. Mm. Uh, the game was, as you say abject we lost 2-0 the highlight was Joe Johnson having a shot that actually went out of the ground um, and then uh, coach Stewart got punched in the face on the way back to the coach <laughs> the coach Stewart was a woman and um, then we got back on the coach for another six hour trek back so we got back at about half past midnight maybe just before I swore on that day never to go back to Middlesbrough ever again <laughs> And then so, did you have to go back for work the next day? No, it was just a Saturday game, oh. so um, <laughs> I just wrecked my um, my entire weekend. Yeah, Plymouth took five hours in that one that one time um, at Bank Camp. Um, <laughs> no, it, it was it. It's just a nightmare place. It's just because of how, how to get there. It's just there's one way in, one way out, one way out really. And well, Bournemouth on the Tuesday night was pretty bad as well. Mm. And we lost 2-1 and it was freezing cold. But, yeah, Middlesbrough tops it every single time. And any away day object performances? Which is further out of Bristol or Bradford? Oof. I know Stu's got a bit of a soft spot for Bradford, but I remember... <laughs> there when I was, it was soft. <laughs> I think I was about 11 years old. We went up and we lost 4-2 and it was miserable, just dreadful. Or oh, when we went to... Bristol uh, a couple of seasons ago when we lost 1-0 oh yeah and the and evening we, game I think. yeah I think we ended up playing with wing backs which we'd never done before and James Henry was one of the wing backs <laughs> and he just looked so lost it was it was awful it was Watford for me I think one of McCarthy's seasons maybe the season before we went up it was like a Friday night or Saturday night game and it was a clean clean cut 3-0 defeat and it was just yeah from the start you just knew it wasn't going to work Darren Ward was in defence. Oh well, back in the day. Is that when Ellington used to play for Watford? Because I remember he <laughs> tore us a new one on a couple of occasions for. Him. Probably might have been that one. Yeah, Could, that was a bad yeah. game. That one, that, no, because we were in the in that awful combination strip when we had the black black shirt with neon green piping with gold shorts. Well, we something I noticed with the game against Burton, we we played with the third kit. I presume we played for the third kit because of the shorts, the black sleeves. Oh right, okay. So they they couldn't, and we couldn't wear gold against them anyway because it's too, it's on the same colour spectrum. Have we actually worn the black nope. away kit yet, despite nope. it being our actual away kit? No, we was on about this earlier. We, it's going to be Norwich, and then looking at it, it might be QPR, and then maybe one of the teams who play in red shirts and white shorts mm. because just to get the money out. Yeah, because it. you can't wear it against anyone. You can't wear it like Sheffield United. I thought, well, we're going to wear it there because they've got black shorts. Mm. And they're not going to wear a black shirt with gold shorts because it's silly. Um, so you automatically discard all of that. Any teams in with blue shirts, it's too close. So it's not going to get worn again there. So it's 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 a waste of time, really. We'll just sneak in one very quick question in from Yaz, all the way from Cincinnati, everybody. The only way is up. Oh. <laughs> I just want a number for this answer. No detail, just a number to finish off Twitter Corner. What's the appropriate number of points to have before heading to a match? Just a number. What's the appropriate number? Home or away? <laughs> he hasn't specified. If you want to dissect it to an answer for each, I will allow it. Well, home, hmm. home. I normally have six. Um, 
No, I'm a, on a sensible <laughs> three, three o'clock kickoff. So six and then away. Away can fluctuate between five to eleven. Five to eleven before the match. Yeah. Okay, Andy, what's what's your what's your That's radius? Yeah, but that, eleven <laughs> is at the absolute top limit of. It's very rare that. Happens. And then it's water all the way for the rest of the match. I don't normally get to the pub or anything before the um, the home games. I just rock up for like the last minute, if as late as possible. I suppose there's a few times I have maybe a couple, mm. maybe three at most, I'd say. Away games, probably about six. Yeah. Depending uh, on how much time you get there. Yeah, home home games, probably about three. Yeah. That's a standard liquid amount. Uh, away, well... It's like Brentford, nine <laughs> for the way. But normally, probably about five or six, maybe. I say five, five. Very good, very good. I'll go for 16, why not? <laughs> why not go for 16? Um, and that's it, everybody. Wel- welcome. Goodbye, everybody. I'll get all more words mixed up this week. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to the sponsors, Hill & Smith Limited and Upper Creative. You can follow us on social Throughout the week for your laws and trolls. On the social. On the social, yeah. Um, just search for Wolves Fancast across different platforms and you will probably find us there. If you want to buy some merch, please buy some merch. <laughs> please do it. Uh, go to wolvesfancast.com, click on shop and you can uh, peruse the collection. There's even a, a clock. It's a fancast clock. Everybody. Adam's giving that look of what? No, I'm just thinking, I've just, I've just bought myself a new phone so I might pur- purchase the phone cover. So... I'll have an order for one of them in soon. Yeah. We need to do it on air like I did last week. Do we think? Yeah. Well, it was live, live, the two, live the two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered the cushion live that we were recording. <laughs> just because when it, when it was up there originally, um, it was just the white one and it hadn't been changed to the gold. So I, I said to Rich before, I said, you need to change it to the gold. And he was he was busy uh, working his magic. And he came, as soon as he came up, I put my order in and then it arrived. A live fantastic order. order. It took less than two weeks to get it. Yeah, it? yeah. So, yeah. It's brilliant a business. You What's not to like, people? <laughs> Buy our stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, and that's it. Thank you for watching. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to uh, look after that game against Aston Villa, um, if that's even a sentence. Uh, so, we're not here next week for the international break. So, enjoy it, people. For this week, it's bye from Andy. Goodbye. Bye from Stu. Ciao. Bye from Adam. Ta da. And it's bye from me. See you next time. <laughs>